Today's episode is sponsored by Made For More Clay Designs. Made For More specially designs clay earrings and necklaces for women. 15% of all proceeds go toward funding Camp 118 of For The Children Kids Camps, a nonprofit organization that helps children in foster care. Make a difference today with Made For More. You can follow Made For More on Instagram at M4M Clay Designs. Her link to purchase items from Etsy is in the Instagram bio. I know you'll love Made For More Designs just as much as I do. Well, welcome back, guys, in the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm so excited you're with me today, and I can already tell you, we've been chatting beforehand, this this episode is going to be dynamite. It's going to be explosive. You're not going to want to miss a single minute. I am with Stacy Wallace. She has been a successful businesswoman, an entrepreneur, and a thought leader for over 30 years. She doesn't even look 30, so I don't know how that's possible. I'm on video with her. So if you're watching on video, you could agree with me. She's an accomplished author, a motivational speaker, and a media host, and the founder of EM Women, Empowering Women. Stacy and her husband, Larry, and their two children live in Frisco, Texas. So welcome, Stacy. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Angela, it is my privilege and joy. We did. We had a little bit of fun here in the pre-show and we're just going to light it up. <laughs> That'd be great. And I, if, if you're watching the video, I'm sorry, guys, I've had some computer issues today and I'm not on video, but Stacy, we get to see your beautiful face. We get to see everything around you, world change. You're grateful. I can just see the way you're you're living your life. I am reading your book right now, Fueled by Fire. I'm about halfway through it, and we're going to talk about it in just a minute. But I would love to just hear a little bit about your story. We talk at the podcast here about ways we've seen God just move in our lives, even through difficult seasons and how we've discovered miracles. I, I can read it just from the very beginning that you've you've seen that happen even from the beginning of your life. So walk mm-hmm. us through maybe a season, a little bit of your story, how God has led you to here and how you've seen his hand on your life in these seasons. Well, thank you first off and to everyone that's listening. It is such an honor and a privilege to be with you and to be able to just hopefully drop a little dose of hope and motivation, inspiration, some power from the Holy Spirit on your day, wherever you're at, whatever you're thinking right now. Uh, one of the things that I love about God's story in my life is it's the story of miracles one after another. I mean, today people look at me where I, where, what I've been able to accomplish and the five U.S. presidents I've been able to share the stage with and the companies we've been able to raise into the hundreds of millions and massive sales teams. And it's like, it looks so amazing. And you think, wow, where did that person come from? I've never heard of them before. They just were like an overnight success. And the truth is that was one long night. (laughs) If that was overnight, because it starts way back, I'm 51 years old. And 51 years ago, when I was born, I was diagnosed uh, with a disease called cystic fibrosis. And if you know cystic fibrosis, it's a disease of the lungs that my parents, of course, it was a death report back then because there weren't the therapies and and techniques that they have today to help clear the lungs. So basically a baby would die in its early toddler years of cystic fibrosis when the fluid would fill in the lungs. But it's interesting that I had a praying mom and pop. My dad was a pastor. My grandfather was actually a missionary that had a Bible college and raised missionaries and sent them into the world. And they took me to the church and they began to speak over me and prophesy, she will live and not die. She will proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ and she will be a world changer. And that night, despite all the pneumonia and sickness and disease that had been in my body, that night at that prayer meeting, something 
happened because the next day I woke up, my lungs were clear. I didn't have another form of pneumonia nor any sign of cystic fibrosis from that day forward. And so I believe that I am a walking, talking, living, breathing hallelujah. I'm a walking example that the fire of God exists today. And so when people tell me like, do you believe in miracles? Um, all I have to do is look in the mirror, sink God blessed me from, from those sick lungs to giving me five and a half octaves that allowed me to travel around the world and sing and record five CDs and, and really share the stage with some of the biggest kings, queens, and rulers of nations. And I don't say that to brag or to, to impress you, but to let you know that, yes, God is real. Yes, his miracle working power still exists. And yes, sometimes we have setbacks that actually become setups for us to be able to use our story, use our transition, use the setback that we've gone through in order to put the spotlight back on God to say, look what the Lord has done. And so that's just one miracle story. I mean, I have so many throughout my life, blind eyes opening up, deaf ears opening up, traveling to South Africa, God putting me in some of the craziest places around the world because of my skill set, but giving me an opportunity to bring a spirit-led mindset to the marketplace that creates and gives an open pathway for the miraculous to take place. So Angela, when I think back on my life and all the awards that I've been able to win and in and, and the stages I've been able to go on, be on, I have to say, but God, if it wasn't for God, none of those things would have happened. Uh, recently, I spoke at TEDx and uh, one of the things I, I love to say because of all the things that I've done, um, I didn't go to college. I don't have a fancy pedigree. I didn't come from a wealthy family, but I was empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so all throughout my life, whether it's been in my personal life, my marriage of 24 years, raising godly kids, going through the teenage stage, uh, being able to watch companies scale into the hundreds of millions and sales teams into the hundreds of thousands, I look in the mirror every single day and I have to ask God, I let say, I said, God, overwhelm me, impregnate me with wisdom and knowledge that I don't have so that I can do the things I never would think possible. And when we step into life like that, Angela, it truly changes our history and gives us a whole new destiny through the power of the Holy Spirit. I love it. I love it. I love it. I was over here cheering. I'm cheering. <laughs> they would be out right now. So you kind of talked about this a little bit, but I want to, I want to just lean into it a tiny bit more. What is integrating your faith and business look like for you? And what encouragement do you have for women trying to marry their faith and the marketplace? And you so beautifully articulated how, look, I, I couldn't depend on, well, here's my fancy degree. Here's my this or that mm -hmm. it's Holy spirit. You're going to empower me. And that's such a beautiful um, encouragement to us, but for women who feel like I don't understand how to integrate my faith and my marketplace and my business, how is that integration? What does that look like for you? Well, let me just go back to my story and, and tell you how and why Fueled by Fire is such an essential part of my whole identity is when I was singing country music, I was nominated for New Female Vocalist of the Year. 
And I ended up falling in love with a rodeo cowboy and, and, and got married in my early 20s, 21 years old. And he left me after seven months. It was abusive. And I went through suicidal depression. I went through a very, very dark season of life where I thought if God ever wanted to use me, he can't now. I'm abused. I'm unwanted. I'm scarred. Uh, I just... I really just began to, I'm overwhelmed by life. All of the life sentences that put us behind prison doors, I was, I was saying those over my life. And I remember sitting, I had planned out my death and I was sitting watching television and I was flipping channels, crying. And uh, Jan Crouch, she had pink hair at the time. <laughs> and I remember flipping through the channel, thinking to myself, why do Christians have to be so weird? Right. So I judged her, but it was long enough on that station because she just looked in the camera and she said, Jesus loves you. And so do I. And I remember sitting there crying, going, you know, that's why people don't follow Christianity (laughs) is because it's so weird. But it was long enough Hmm. for me to hold on to that. I didn't turn it off. I watched her. And then the next thing is, was a Ken and Glory Copeland commercial for Believers victory rally. And I remember that coming on and they inviting people to Dallas Fort Worth area to come and experience the victory of God. Well, it was stirring something inside of me because despite being suicidally depressed, I was still fragranced and I had to pour it. My parents had poured it, you know, train up a child in the way they should go so that when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Well, I was in a moment of feeling departed from God, but there was enough in me that I saw that commercial and I said, all right, God, If you still have a plan for my life, meet me at that event. Otherwise, that's where I kill myself. So I flew myself. I went out by myself to that, what I thought would be a few hundred people and ended up being thousands and thousands of people at the Believers Rally. And I sat in the nosebleed section and I listened to Gloria Copeland talk about the word of God in a way I'd never understood before. Probably heard it because I was raised in a Christian home. But she said, you know what? If you're tired, look up the word strength. If you're sick, look up the word healing. If you're sad, look up the word joy. And I began to hear her talk about the word of God in a way that it wasn't a book of stories, but it was a book of remedies. And that day I made a dedication to God that I would never just sing for money again. I would never just use my talents and my giftings and my abilities just to produce wealth or fame for myself, but that I would use it instead of being in the spotlight, to become a spotlight of his glory, to reflect him to the world around me. If he would heal my heart, I would give my life to him. That obviously was a pivotal moment for me in my career. It didn't happen overnight that suddenly I became this businesswoman traveling around the world. But it started by me going from country music to singing Christian music. I recorded five CDs and that ended up putting me on stage with numerous world leaders and U.S. presidents and traveling with Zig Ziglar for 12 years. And then when I turned 40 years old, I had an epiphany in my life. I went away at that 40 year mark. I wanted to hit the reset button. I'd been, I'd done some business. I'd actually made millions of dollars in direct sales and network marketing. But I knew I felt called into corporate America, which I had never done before. 
And, but I felt like there was something inside. In fact, I saw a Time Magazine cover and there were three CE, female CEOs uh, that were inspiring CEOs at the time. And I said, you know what? That's something I've never done before. I've never aspired to be a corporate executive. I mean, I don't have an education to do it. I don't have a, a background to do it. But I just kind of like said, God, you know, that would be something that would be nice to put on my bucket list. <laughs> and I went away. And in that season, in that time of away, going away at 40, I picked up a little book by Billy Joe Darty, And it was one of those little paper books, kind of like a track that you would get. Uh, and, and I just felt in my spirit, read this seven times. Well, the name of the book was Overcoming the Chains That Bind. <laughs> and I, I was thinking, well, I don't have any addictions. I don't drink, don't smoke, smoke, don't chew, don't use the F word, don't go with boys that do. And so I thought, you know, maybe maybe I'm supposed to read this so that I can do a message or go into a prison setting <laughs> and help people who have addictions. I went away and I read that book. The first time I read it, I thought, man, do I know a lot of people who have addictions. And then I read it again and I thought, man, our country lives in a state of addiction to narcissism and greed. And then I read it the third time and I realized I had an addiction to approval, that my entire life was about performance and, and winning awards and singing at the Olympics. And so everything I was doing was about trying to be perfect in trying to win the approval or the applause of others. And so I had an approval addiction. And on that beautiful seven days of fasting and praying at 40 years old, it was like this epiphany happened in my life. And God said, if you will let go of what other people think about you, I will use your voice in the marketplace in a way you never dreamed possible. I came back from that trip. I took a position as senior vice president of a major corporation that was looking for a personality type speaker and communicator to bring revolutionary life to their corporations, a 22-year-old corporation. What I didn't know was by me taking that position, which I thought would be kind of like a, a nice corporate title, but a pseudo public speaker, um, it actually positioned me in the marketplace in a place where I knew this isn't about me just having a title. This isn't about me uh, just having a spotlight on me. God is wanting to work through me to reach a new demographic of people in the marketplace who are lost, who are broken. 78% of women right now have a job or two. So we live most of our lives in the marketplace. We don't live most of our lives in the temple or in the church. And so where are we like Jesus? And I talk about this in the book. Where are we going to reach people most by being available in the marketplace, by rising up to positions of influence, by taking the yes, giving God the yes to take that extra job, step up to that promotion, not because God wants you to have some kind of dominant spirit or feminist, uh, I am female, hear me roar spirit, but so that he can use your light, your womb and your voice to become a nurturer, a world changer, and a history maker right there where people are operating every day. And that's the marketplace. Hmm. I love it. I love it, Stacey. Thank you so much for sharing not only your story, but just some valuable keys for us as we, as women, maybe you're even a man listening to today, but as women, how we can marry our faith and our marketplace. I love this takeaway that you shared in the beginning of Fuel by Fire, which to me kind of sums up what is your life in a nutshell. Fuel by Fire will help you turn the pressures of your life, 
You mm-hmm. talked about it, an abusive marriage, a, a, a place of desperation, crying out to God, of laying down those accolades, of laying down the approval addiction. I call myself a recovering perfectionist, Stacy. So I, <laughs> I get it. I'm over here nodding with you, but help you turn the pressures of your life into supersonic power that the Holy Spirit can use to put you in places of influence so that your voice, your life, and your story can change the world. And you're doing that so beautifully and powerfully. Thank you for that. So you, you touched on it for a second. What does winning as a woman look like to you instead of how the world defines winning? Well, for years, I thought winning was about having fame, having uh, notoriety, having a certain amount of followers on social media, mm-hmm. uh, having a, a certain amount of income. Uh, I remember hitting the first 100,000 mark, the first six-figure mark, um, which was the f- hardest six-figure to make, right? And then I remember hitting the seven-figure mark and the eight-figure mark. And when you hit the nine-figure mark, you realize money Money doesn't buy happiness. Money only makes you more of what you are. So if you are a broken leader, you're going to be a bigger broken leader. If you're a sad leader and you make more money, that depression, the gap between where you are and where you long to be, that gap is the gap. I call it the abyss of depression, anxiety. And unfortunately, most people, they set goals of where they want to be in their life. And when they look at their life, they're like, I should have been there by now, or I should have been able to accomplish this by now, or I should be married by now. I should have lost the weight by now. And so they look at where that standard is that they've set for themselves, which is good. But then they look at their reality and the gap in between the standard and the current reality, that is the devil's playground is he likes to mess with our minds and make us think that you're not as successful as you should be. And what I always tell people is that gap is actually the power gap. It's it's the gap of pressure. Um, in my book, I talk about something called boom. And boom means breaking out of mediocrity. And when we talk about boom uh, in the book, I talk about breaking of the sound barrier. The, the only way the sound barrier could, can be broken is through dynamic pressure condensed pressure placed around an object. What happens is when that plane breaks through the sound barrier, there's this sonic boom. Mach 1 to 10 uh, is, is a level of a sonic boom, but then there's Mach 25, where there's another level of boom that takes place. And that boom actually impacts the earth. It means that there's something called the red carpet. Earthquakes take place. I truly believe that Jesus was the first sonic boom. I believe he was the first breaking of the sound barrier when he died and went to heaven and the the veil was split and there was an earthquake. We see so many times in our lives where it's the pressure we think that's coming over us, but that same pressure was sent to propel us. Like, Like Jesus, when he's asleep on the boat, the disciples are freaking out because of the pressure, because of the rain, because of the trauma. Jesus knew we need this wind to get to the other side. And so this wind, the storm hasn't been sent to kill us. It's been sent to propel us. The the tension behind a bow and arrow is what creates the trajectory for that arrow to fly. So right now you might be thinking, if you're listening to this podcast, you might be thinking, but Stacey, I'm under so much pressure. Well, get ready because that means that God is about to turn your pain 
into power. And there's something else I talk about in the book is about the the superpower that you've been given. You know, you've got a superpower and you've got kryptonite. You know, prayer is the kryptonite to the devil. But here's what's amazing is if you don't learn how to turn pressure into progress, the pressure becomes your kryptonite. Is you start to listen to the voices of the enemy that you're not good enough, you're too white, you're too black, you're too skinny, you're too fat, you're too girl, whatever it might be, that's the voice of the adversary that's been sent to kill, still, and destroy you. But on the flip side of that, if you can learn to get out from under pressure and learn how to use pressure as tension for trajectory or, or a pressure cooker to speed up the process of your growth and your development. Now you can turn pain into a superpower. My, my superpower now is, is that my story has been empowered by the Holy Spirit, mm. that my, my past has now been rewritten by the viewpoint of the God of the universe, that everything that was ever sent against me, now it can come through me and be used by God to be a voice, to be hope, to be help, to be healing. So your question was, how do we take the message of God to the marketplace? You got to do it with complete authority and boldness. There's three things, ability, anointing, and authority. A lot of people have ability, skill sets. They've gone to school. They've got a lot of things that they can do. Maybe they are anointed. You know, there's a lot of singers like Whitney Houston and others. You just hear them and you get that spine tingly goosebump feeling because their gift is anointed and without repentance. But where most people miss it, this is where suicide comes in or, or great breakdown in life or mindset is the authority of God, which is the third A that gives us the ability to take dominion over those voices that would try to kill, steal, and destroy. Take authority over the marketplace when you walk in and you're the least, let's say you're, you're the least of them in the room. Maybe you're the least of pedigree, the least of finances. You feel like you're just the little guy in the room. Well, when you walk into that room with authority, you are now empowered by the creator of the universe with all knowledge, all power, omnipotent, omnipresent. You're a walking, talking, living vessel of almighty God. As women, it gives us the ability to lean into tables we would normally run from. It mm-hmm. gives us a certainty that outweighs uncertainty. So do I have to walk into a room and, and say, Jesus, in the name of Jesus? No, I don't do that. I walk in the room under the same power of Jesus when I'm looking and I'm, I hear numbers and I hear negotiations and I see players at the table and I realize this is a form of weakness for this player. And this is the form of weakness. It gives me the ability to negotiate. That's what Mary did. That's what Susanna did. That's what Joanna, the biggest financial contributors to the disciples and to Jesus. That's what Esther did. She was a negotiator. She didn't just go in and say, let me just tell you about Jesus. Let me just tell you about my Israeli faith. No, she came in and she negotiated the room. And that's how we take our faith to the marketplace. Mm, So good. So good. And it frees us up as women, Stacey, Mm -hmm. to not have to just be so competitive and feel like your, your gain is somehow my loss, your success. I can't. And if we could champion each other as women, which I feel is missing and realize that if we're stronger together, we are dependent upon the Holy Spirit. We have authority. We have a unique call and purpose on our life. My call mm-hmm. is not Stacy's call. Stacy's call is not 
Gloria Copeland's call. We have a unique purpose and anointing in our life. Sure, we can glean from one another mm-hmm. and grow in who he wants us to be, but this clawing of winning at all costs, even if it means I have to crawl over my sisters in Christ to get there, it's really a scarcity mindset to think somehow there's less for me if there's more for someone else. And I love you freeing us from that to say, listen, walk in your anointing and walk in your authority. What is your thought as I'm saying that? Well, I think that, um, you know, it's actually a sign of weakness and ignorance. And, you know, scripture says, my children die for a lack of knowledge. The truth is, Angela, I can, you know, one of the things that I teach through our coaching programs is the power of time expansion. Most women are always like, I just don't have enough time to do this. And I don't, and then they look at my schedule and I'm running a major corporation all around the world and India and South Africa and Malaysia, and I'm running major coaching programs and I'm doing the podcast and I'm a media host and I've got all these things. And they're like, how do you do it? Because I've learned the art of time expansion. Hmm. Time expansion only takes place. God is not defined by time. It was man that created a clock. (laughs) It was man that created the block of what 24 hours looks like. God did not create that. And that's why we can see God do things in a short, what seems like a short period of time, because he wasn't defined by what we call a day. And so when we look at that as women and we say, okay, wait a minute, how do I expand time? This is one of the things I'm going to be, and I teach it in my uh, seven day challenge that's coming up is how to take time. So I have 24 hours, Angela, that God has given me, and I can't expand that uh, because man has put confinement on 24 hours. But what I can do, and this is the power of women collaborating, I can identify other women and men who also have 24 hours. And if you and I partner on a vision, now I have 48. And if I get someone else who has a shared vision, now I have 72 hours and together we can expand time through collaboration. This is why scripture says, I wish more than anything else that my children would dwell together in unity. Why? Because we expand time. We break beyond what are earthbound laws and we tap into the supernatural knowledge of God to be able to do things quicker, faster, better than ever before. There's something I talk about is the chart of transcendence. And that's a word that so many people in, in, in some circles um, have put mystification and even witchcraft to. But the truth is transcendence is to have the mind of Christ. It's to elevate beyond your understanding so you can tap into the mysteries of God. He says, there's some things that can only be understood by the spirit of God. Well, why would we want to live in a human consciousness that's confined to human matter, human time. Why not live in God consciousness where we tab? He says, keep your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Why would we want to think about politics? Why would we want to think about all the media and the things that are going on around us when we can, if we take time, meditate and allow ourselves to transcend into a higher way of thinking. And that's really what it is to collaborate with women. It's, it's simple thinking, minimal thinking, backward thinking, broken thinking to think that you and I somehow compete versus you and I together equals 48 hours. Mm, I love that. I love that concept. I've never heard it described that way, but I've seen that actually happen Mm -hmm. in, in real, you know, we're just real life examples, working with other women that are like-minded that feel Mm -hmm. like together we can accomplish more not just personally, but for the kingdom of God, like what you were just saying, that's the main 
thing. Let's not get bogged down with all these things that are temporal, but to, to, to leverage every piece of real estate God has stewarded us with mm-hmm. for the greatest kingdom impact we can possibly have. So obviously the more territory gives you, the more favor, the more collaboration, the greater a kingdom of God expansion. So tell us a little bit of how they can connect with you and, and share how to find you. And you mentioned a, a program that you're just about to launch. And tell us all about, you know, ways you're, you're just giving us the tip of the iceberg. You guys can tell (laughs) as you're listening, the wealth that is Stacey Wallace, you're going to want to go on. You're going to want to find all that she has to offer. And I know you offer some free programs as well as some things that they can invest in to, to grow in their, in their knowledge, their skills, everything that we're talking about today. So how can they find all of the things about you? Well, first off, you can go to stacywallace.com. It's S-T-A-C-I-W-A-L-L-A-C-E.com. I'm sure um, Angela will put it in the show notes. But stacywallace.com basically has the links to everything. But I believe in extravagant generosity. My, my husband and I, we, have, we took two and a half years out of our corporate lives in order to feed the poor, give back extravagant, give away every bit of our money, go nine months without vehicles in order to extend ourselves. And so this is a season now where I believe God is saying, Stacy, you've been in the spotlight your whole life. Now I want you to take the tactics, the strategies, the methodologies, and I want you to put the spotlight on other leaders, teach them how to raise up businesses, teach them how to raise up a podcast, write a book. We've got a publishing company. Um, Teach them how to now take their story, their history, and turn it into a monumental story that can change the world around them. So everything that we're doing, you'll see it on stacywallace.com. We have a Facebook community. It's a private community called the Fueled by Fire community. Uh, You have to be invited in. So consider this your personal invite um, that when you come in, mention Angela's name. Uh, Just say that Angela told me about it and we'll let you into the community. Every person that comes into the community gets an advocate and a coach, whether you're a stay-at-home mom or whether you're starting a business, whether you're scaling a business into seven or eight figures, you'll see this is a community designed to give you the mentoring and the structure, the scaffolding that you need in order to build a life and a business that you love. So you can start by just going stacywallace.com or you can text FIRE to 800-411-2001. That's the word FIRE to 800-411-2001. And that will put you on our text community uh, where you'll be able to get alerts whenever we go live. And I'll include all that in the show notes, Stacey. Mm -hmm. It's so evident that you are fueled by fire. What an appropriate title for your book and for Mm -hmm. us to feel like, yes, to be fueled, to be propelled into all the kingdom purpose that God has designed for us. I'm going to ask you to pray over our listeners in just a moment. I feel like I could talk to you for hours, but sadly, we're just about out of time today. But before I do, I love to ask people this question, and it just gives me a little bit more insight. And sometimes the answers are surprising to me. So when you get to heaven, other than Jesus, because we all want to meet Jesus, who is the person you first want to sit down with, get the scoop, get all the things? And what would you like to ask them? I would have to say, I mean, I have a number of people that go through my mind, but I'd, I'd have to say that Esther would be one that I'd really like to connect. I, of course, Deborah too. And then I think of Susana and Joanna, because they were all business women that sure. executed strongly in the marketplace. But with Esther, I would definitely say that the mindset shift she had to have going from beauty pageant winner 
um, who was then later trafficked. She was humanly trafficked against her will. All the things that we see today, um, I would really want to know what was that one moment where you felt a shift from setback to comeback before the actual victory? And we know the victory story with Vern Heyman. But what was that? What was that emotion going through you when you walked in that room, and that table, and there is the king, and there is Haman? What was what was that moment? Because I believe that moment carries the seeds of breakthrough that would be able to. And obviously, if I'm in heaven, I'd have to spit it out and spew it to somebody down on earth. <laughs> but I really believe there's so much to the stories in the Bible, especially of women, that when we break it down to where we're at today, we see trafficking, we see abuse, we see yes. breakthrough yes. Um, that uh, I think she's a great one that I'd want to interview. She really is. And the extraordinary restraint she used mm. at that first banquet, sitting across from her right. public enemy number one, and <gasps> could sense this is not the moment. You know, we need to know when we need, I, I wrote about Abigail in, um, in my second Bible study, fearless ordinary woman of the Bible who dared to do extraordinary mm-hmm. things. And she seized that moment because she knew the mind of God to, to help diffuse a potentially disastrous situation between David and Nabal. Mm-hmm. And it's a very similar thing with Esther. And I just, I am, I'm literally dumbfounded by her ability to use that kind of restraint and recognize God will do more if I wait on his timing than if I, if I operate and move right now. And in that overnight that she waited, that's when King Xerxes was woken up and he, Mm -hmm. you know, this whole, this whole thing unfolded in God's time. That's what you're saying a minute ago about expanding time. Look at what God did in one overnight that she could have moved ahead of the timing of God. So if we can be dependent on the Holy Spirit, listen to him, trust him to put us at the seat at the table and then to give us the restraint to mm-hmm. know when to speak, when not to speak, what to say, and he will orchestrate our lives in such a profound way. I could go back and tell you moments of favor mm-hmm. that are so, like you said, the but God, that there's just no way in a million years you could orchestrate that. And people will ask me, and I, I just have to say, it's just a, but God story. It's just a favor story. And so we are benefiting from the favor of God that you're walking on and walking in. And I love the way that you said, I don't want to be in the spotlight. I want to shine the spotlight first on God and what he's doing and then on others and raising them up. So thank you for the way you're using your life. Thank you for your voice, your much needed voice in our generation as a fellow woman running alongside you, fellow lover of wonder woman. You know, yeah, yes, things. Yes. Go wonder woman. And I wrote once after feelers that the real wonder woman stands in wonder of who God is to be the woman that he called her and created her to be. So if we can tap into who he designed us to be, you're not, you don't have to be anybody else. Be you, be the you he designed you to be collaborate with other women. That is how we win. That is how we shine the spotlight on who God is so that he receives the ultimate glory. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Stacy. Guys, we've just tapped the tip of the iceberg. Go on to Stacy Wallace, Stacy with an I. You'll see all the things. I'll put all those in my show notes, ways to connect on Facebook and texting. And, and I just appreciate your time today, Stacy. And I would love for you to pray for our audience, especially women who feel like they are bruised from trying to win the world's way. And you've empowered them today, knowing there's a much better way mm-hmm. and that God is for them and not against them. Yes. Well, Father God, in the name of Jesus, 
God, we thank you right now that there are women that are listening right now. They feel like they've been overlooked. But I believe this is a message for those women. You've not been overlooked, but you have been preserved for such a time as this. God, I thank you that we not, like the the queen on the chessboard, that we not activate ourselves too soon, that we get taken out in the fight. But God, that we wait, we pause, we allow the moments to shift, we allow ourselves to meditate, we, we listen, we think like Esther, we don't be emotionally moved, but God, we be moved by the spirit and the timing of God so that God, the strategies, the methods, God, the, the tactics that you've called us to operate in, that we have the ears of a ready listener that we have the mind of Christ, that our heart is ready, that we don't look, well, I can't. Well, it's not about whether we can. It's about can you. And so that God, today we shift our faith out of faith in ourselves or our talents or our identity or even our bank account. And God, we shift into your abundance. We shift into your capability. We tap into oneness with you because we know you are able to do exceeding abundantly far above all we could ever ask or think. And you who began this work, this life, this destiny in us, you are faithful to complete it. So God, I thank you for that covenant. I thank you for that promise for every person that's listening to here today. We thank you, God, for the hope that we can find in that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. Season two is sponsored in part by Worley Dahlberg Yao PLLC. You can learn more about this award-winning law firm at lawfirmvirginia.com. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit AngelaDonatio.com for books, free goodies, and opportunities to feature your ministry or business as a sponsor. Find me on Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV and Instagram at Angela Donatio, where we do podcast giveaways each month. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's make life matter.